0: All right, so we're here today with fun, fit, and fasting, and I'm excited because I was in several meetings this week, George, and you're going to love this. By the way, before I even tell you that story, I'm here with my amazing uh, host, uh, producer, all that good stuff, George George Chandler. George, what's up, man?
1: How you doing, sir?
0: I'm excited, man. I'm excited about our guest. I'm excited about the week that we've had after Thanksgiving and all that good stuff, so... Can I kick in with this? I got to take, give my story. Absolutely. Okay. So I was away with family, and I'm going to tell you something. There was a table about as long as Henry VIII's table that had desserts of every type of pie and cake and set of cookies you can imagine. And guess what? I walked right past every. I did walk past it to get in the door every day while we we're there. But guess wow. what? I was good. Not that I can't have those within you know within moderation, but I'm an extremist, so I had none. I still ate good. Ate healthy and no, it's my first year ever. Like I think of during the holidays that I did that. So I'm stoked. And today I was at a meeting with a lot of my peers, right? When I say my peers, that's our age, right? Yeah. And I'm like, this is, first of all, a lot of people that were in there with me haven't seen me in like a decade. And that was the, the round of me. It was nice. Cause they're like, oh, gosh, Dwayne, what happened? Are you good? And so it's, fu- I'm, I'm having fun. I'm being fit. And I'm still doing my intermittent fasting with some it's with some a few adjustments here and there. And I'm excited, George. So thank you for helping me turn up the gases just a few months back. You've been a big deal for me.
1: Oh, you're too kind. I I I, I can't say that I was as good as you. I mean, I, I didn't you know go overboard. Oh, did you eat the whole table? <laughs> no, 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 I didn't go overboard, but I, you know, I, I, I had, you know, so, you know, one of the things that I think we've talked about in the past, but um, maybe we haven't is, you know, it's important to order that you eat, right? Right. So you, you want to uh, save, save the uh, the high carb stuff. So you want to mm-hmm. do your, you know, your, your healthy veggies and your proteins, you eat those first. and You know so you get filled up and have Mm. your salads and stuff before you have some of those um sweeter more higher carb type things so it it helps to uh not spike your blood sugar as much so i I, but in moderation always
0: well even if it's not true if it's true about the moderation thing or not we have a guest here today that you're going to introduce who's going to help us to get through this because you know george you and i come with a lot of stuff on top of our head like well you know everything a little moderation little dab will do you we come up with our sayings like that tell us about our guests so we can all get excited about getting a better a better approach to this thing right tell us yes. about our guests
1: yes so we have a uh, dr aluchi emmanuel she is a wife a mother and a christian physician so she's board certified in internal medicine mm-hmm. and obesity medicine She's the author of a book called Worship and Wellness. It's available on Amazon. Uh, oh, she completed her undergraduate education at Iowa State and she did. Um, she got her medical degree as well as her uh, internal medicine residency at the University of Texas Health Science Center in Houston. So Dr. Lucci is also very passionate about faith and wellness and she is the founder of Life to Years TV. This is where she teaches principles of how to add life to your years and years to your life, which I think is absolutely- I
0: amazing. love it. I'll yeah. take both of
1: those. Absolutely. So check this out. Okay. She has also had the privilege of coaching more than a thousand people in wellness and preventative health. And her mission, her goal, is to do that with a hundred thousand people Uh, intentionally adding life to their years. So I think this is a wonderful guest. We'll learn a ton from her, as well as our audience. So uh, let's uh, welcome in Dr. Oluchi Emanuel.
0: Whoa!
2: Whoa. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me today, guys.
0: Well, it's exciting. It's humbling and exciting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, Internal medicine and obesity, like, okay, maybe I don't need an internal medicine guy, but I certainly could have used you back a few years back when I really ran into my trouble. So thank you for joining us. We're so excited. We're excited for our our listeners of the podcast, but we're also excited because of the nuggets we're going to be able to steal or receive from you. (laughs) I got to be careful.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm happy to share. So I'm really glad to be here.
0: Yeah. And you wear a lot of hats, right? Your wife, mother, um, physician, physician, and you're a coach. And are you, just, um, I can just go on, and on. So this is, this is fantastic. So now George just accused me a day ago of, he said, boy, you just did a lot of multitasking. I have nothing on you. So <laughs> this is good. So just so you know, Dr. Lucci, because you're younger than us, right? A lot of our listeners, before he jumps into his question, a lot of our listeners, some are young like you, right? Some are very much in their 20s or whatever, but some of our listeners are actually our age. We're in our middle ages. We don't see it as middle because of some of the lifestyle changes we've made. We feel like we're in better position for it. Um, I'm curious, have you done much work with people who are, in our age group, you know, the 50, 60, 70 um, age range?
2: Oh yes, of course. Um, I always tell anyone it's never too late to start making healthy lifestyle changes. I mean, you could be a hundred and decide, okay, well today I'm going to start doing things better. And you will actually start seeing improvements almost right away. Um, There have been studies that show that on the molecular level, so Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't feel it right away, but sometimes if we actually look into it, we can see changes being made um, with the cells and, and, you know, inside of our gut and things like that, just from simple switches. So it really doesn't matter the age. I always tell everyone there's never a better time to start than right now making those changes.
0: How encouraging is that?
2: Yeah, you guys are in a perfect position to go ahead and continue what you're doing. And I wanted to applaud both of you really on your Thanksgiving stories because <laughs> there's always this, um, you know, drive to want to overdo it during Thanksgiving, and it's hard to stick on plan even if you've been on plan.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: kudos to you all for for doing it right. So good job.
0: Well, thanks. Well, you know when, we were your, when I was your age. I thought people that are my age were already ancient. It's already too late for anything. So to hear of you encourage is great. Hey, George, But I was like uh, 50, 60, are you crazy? No, nah, you look, go gracefully, baby, okay? Eat what you want, man. Just get, you know, enjoy yourself because there's only a little bit of life left. So, oh, no. yeah. Thank you. Yes.
1: Of course.
0: George yes, has some hate. hard questions for you, just so you know. I, I mean, I know it's good. Since you're good and you wear a lot of hats, you can handle it. But he's really going to put the pressure on
1: Super hard question. Super hard. I'm ready. All right. So the first one I have is we know you're passionate about health and wellness. So I would love to hear more about your book. Right. Worship and wellness. Um, So I actually read it. Um, I I, I would love to uh, hear your thoughts on it and what you would like. uh, You know, the main points that you would like our audience to take away from your book. Yes, of course.
2: So the book is called Worship and Wellness A Discovery. And I wrote this book a couple of years ago when I was practicing full time. I had a two year old in daycare and I just had a newborn. So work and life and Everything was just so crazy. And I realized that I was not taking care of myself. Every day I was going to work and I was telling my patients how they need to take care of themselves. They need to eat better. They need to exercise. All these things that we are taught to teach our patients. But I, was, I wasn't I was doing any of that. And it even got to the point where due to stress and all, some other things going on, I even developed an autoimmune condition that didn't run in my family. It was purely because of stress and also some bad lifestyle changes, I mean, habits that I was having at that time, not sleeping, not eating, things like that. So I realized that I had to make a change. And I also realized that if I was going through this, then there were probably many other people going through this same situation where there was just so much going on in life that they were finding it hard to prioritize their self and their own self-care. So that's where the book came from. And it was targeted towards professional women because that's the stage I was in. But the principles in the book can actually apply to anyone. So it just talks about how, especially if you're a person of faith and you realize that your health is a gift from God, when you start to look at it from that point of view, Mm -hmm. you realize that there are things that you should be doing to take care of your body, not just for yourself, but really to honor God as a way to worship him just um, because, you know, this is the one body that he's giving us. So it's up to us to be good stewards of that. So the book takes you through really practical ways and things that you can do things like reframing your thoughts. Changing the way we think about our life and our health, um, refocusing, changing our diet, just really practical things. That was my goal. Like, I didn't want to do, I didn't want to write a book that just talked about kind of a lot of fluff things. I wanted it to, I wanted it to give practical ways that people can apply these things to their lives right away. So that's what the book does. And you know, even every once in a while, I'll go through it again, or go through it with a group. And it just a refreshing. It reminds me that there are still areas that I'm still struggling with that I need to pay attention to and not let that kind of get swept under the rug. Um, I actually opened the book with this story about, you know, when you're in the airport and or you're on the airplane and they tell you, put your own mask first on first, because sometimes try and help everybody around us but if you don't have your own mask on then it's not going to be it's not going to be beneficial to anybody around you so that's what the book is about
1: so uh, so i'm going to jump right in here so i i loved your chapter five where you talk about we don't get to choose how god will heal us right so i thought that was just words of wisdom there and it's like so many times uh, you know, we get these subtle clues that we might, that we should be doing something different, right. Um, Mm -hmm. taking the advice of a healthcare professional, as opposed to, dare I say it, something like faith healing or something like that. Right. So yeah, a little bit on that.
2: Yeah. So one thing I find with my patients that have, you know, are believers is that they sometimes confuse wanting to honor God or their faith. To um, I guess dealing with the reality. So the Bible talks about how, you know, faith without works is dead. So when we see something, yes, you can have faith, but you still have to do something about it. So in the book, I talked about a patient who was diagnosed with diabetes, but because she was a Christian, she kept saying, I'm not claiming that. I don't claim it. I don't want any medicine. I'm just going to keep praying about it. And what I was trying to explain is that God, we don't get to choose how God wants us to heal us. Just just like you, you pointed out, it could be through medication. It could be through a surgery. You don't know what God is going to use, but part of your faith is you pray about it, you seek God, and then you ask him to give wisdom to the doctors you're gonna see and the, other, the, the people that are gonna be taking care of you and ask that he imparts that wisdom so that you can get to that better health, so that he can heal you in whatever way he wants to heal you. But we shouldn't let our faith hinder us from doing the things we need to do to take care of our bodies. Anyway,
0: George, you can finish up your question. I just, I just thought I was very touched by that concept because, you know, I grew up an extremist in fundamentalism. And there was mm-hmm. in fundamentalism, there are things you say, well, just away from doctors or all, you know. Um, and my life by the time I was a young man was in the gallows. And so I needed, it was blood transfusions and medications that spared my life. It was mm-hmm. s- tons of surgeries that spared my life. And so I have a different perspective. I'm a believer for sure, but I do believe God uses medicine. He uses physicians. He uses nurses. He uses other other means other than our own faith directly to Him. And so I appreciate that you put that in the book. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to disrupt. Go ahead. Uh, no,
1: no, that, that was... Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to figure out how to word this. So you don't have to you tiptoe. Know. She's tough.
0: You, she wears yeah, so many yeah, hats. You no, know, I'm, I'm just thinking
1: that you know, for our audience, I think one of the things is you need to take physical action, right? So yeah. you you need to take physical action in your health. <laughs> that's right
2: it's it's not enough just to say i want to be healthy or even just to pray about it it's what are you doing what is the action that you're doing that supports this um the way i like to describe it with my life to years um is that everything that we do is either adding to our lives or it's unfortunately taken away from our lives like you think about let's say if we're staying up every night and you know undergoing basically sleep deprivation that's not adding to our life it's actually taking away or certain foods too. So there has to be actions. I know that one hits me hard too. (laughs) There has to be actions behind the things that we want to do to get the outcomes that we want.
1: Yep, yep. Wow. So you mentioned earlier about um, stress and I know stress plays a huge part in our health. And I I would love to hear some, um, your thoughts as far as how we can alleviate stress um, because that is a big part uh, as we're all well aware that can, um, be detrimental to your health. I will say the bad yeah. stress, well, there's good stress, obviously. And there's bad stress, but yes, please.
2: Exactly. I was just, just going to say that there is good stress and bad stress. Example of good stress would be if you are. Um, out late at night and you're kind of on edge, you're stressed out because, you know, your body, your mind wants to keep you safe. So you're on edge because you're looking around, making sure that you're in a good environment. So that's, that's good stress. But when it comes to bad stress, we think of chronic stress. So this is constant feelings of worry or anxiety, or um, just um, like a pressure on you that, and the problem is, it's, when you have these for a long period of time. So, if it happens acutely, like let's say where you you're outside and a bear came up to you or something like that, that's good. You want to be able to run away. But if you constantly feel that for for months and then years and so so forth, you're causing stress, uh you're causing different things to happen all over your body. So, what we found is that stress causes physical changes in the body stress can cause a heart attack, it can cause a stroke. And this is just from stress alone. (laughs) Like that's what the studies are showing us. Like everything else could be okay, but if you are just constantly chronically stressed, it can result in these physical manifestations, these diseases, so heart disease, Di- even diabetes, all these things can be associated with stress. And then on top of that, stress causes this increase in cortisol, which is the stress hormone. And when you have high levels of cortisol, first of all, it makes you hungrier, So mm-hmm. you tend to grab more things that are, you know, with the carbs and the fats and all of that. And then on top of that, it makes it harder to lose weight. So stress contributes to weight gain as well. So stress can affect so exactly it can affect so many parts of our bodies. And that's why um, it's important that we do address it. you know. Our, unfortunately, our society is built up in a way that it promotes stress. People are stressed out at work. There's just that- Fight or
0: flight, 24 Exactly,
2: <laughs> 24-7, the traffic to get home. All of this is stressful. So unless you are actually on the offense, you're doing something to combat the stress, then you're constantly living in it. So the th- kind of things that you can do to kind of get rid of, all, not get rid of it, but main deal with the stress is things like journaling. Zoloft, I know people uh, always- <laughs> Yeah, yeah. (laughs) we're not going to jump to medication first, but (laughs) if you need medication, like we said earlier, hey, if you need it, then it's it's see your doctor and, you know, get the medication, get the help you need. But there are things you can try even before then. And um, things like journaling, like I know people always kind of laugh about that, but a lot of us carry all this stuff. It's within us. We don't actually get it out of us or get it on paper or talk about it. So, journaling is a great way to get it off. Also, talking to a counselor or a therapist is another great way to just get it off your chest. You're not carrying it around all the time. Um, and then, there are whatever else relaxes you. That's what I always tell people because, you know, if I say, go take a relaxing bath, well, that might not be relaxing to everybody. That might not be your, your thing. But your That's thing a woman be, thing.
0: We guys don't it, get our okay, baths. Exactly. Bath. That's all right. exactly. <laughs> I mean, unless George does. <laughs> George <laughs> might like a nice bubble bath. That's just not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
2: what I'm, yeah, but that's, that's the point. You have to find what relaxes you. Right. Like, let's say my husband, for example, he he really likes like speakers and theater and stuff. So he'll go relax in the theater and like just okay. turn it up like really that. loud. And, you know, so whatever uh, yeah. it is that relaxes you, that takes you away from that stress and gives your body a chance to rest and relax is what you need to be doing. And this is apart from just going to bed on time, something that actually taking time to relax forcing yourself to relax is, is very important to managing stress
0: george tell so her about those team. those gummies that you that you eat because maybe that maybe that's something <laughs> I, she can prescribe for me Those gummies that you eat uh, i don't
1: really <laughs> prescribe
2: those <laughs> <You> but <sure?
1: laughs> okay I'm you know sorry. i i love the journaling part i never would have guessed that but i, I that makes perfect sense right it's a way of alleviating and um I guess talking about it in, in a indirect way, I guess I'll say. Yeah.
0: I, I'm guilty. Exactly. That's, that's one of mine. It doesn't matter if I'm on a plane or a train, if I'm even in church, if it, while they're singing. I have a journal from the last, I think from the last 14 years, I have like a, a wow. volume of different journals that I fill up. And usually with ideas and just things that are happening, because that does help. Um, depending on your role in life, you often can literally have not many outflow outgoes. Like you said, you carry it all. You can be all things to different people, but you nobody takes it off away from you. You got you know. So my thing, writing, and also recording has been a huge thing. I have a lot of videos that I make, and also I so journaling and those kind of things. I love keeping record, and so that does help relax. But I, I'll be honest with you, I've suffered greatly over the last two decades of insomnia, and uh, it wasn't until. Couple of years ago, they gave me Ambien when it gets too bad because I won't sleep. Mm-hmm. I even if I'm exhausted, I'll lay down. My mind will still be racing 100 miles an hour. It's just because I'm one of those yeah. people that I like to take too much in. But that, but a one bo- one bottle of those, pill, a 30 days supply lasts a whole year because it only happens when it gets things hit their peak. It helps. Yeah. I'm not one for medicine, right? Because I know that people can abuse that kind of thing. <laughs> but over the last three That's or true. three or four years, I've. Uh, I use about a bottle a year, like I break them in half, right? And then if it comes up, right, then, you know, I'll take it if I'm overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And so that helps me. And while I'm on this diet, what I found is if I become very anti and anxious and not sleeping, now all of a sudden I'm craving like crazy. I'm like craving like a pregnant woman. I've got to eat everything. So to avoid yeah. that, I make sure that I force myself to calm down. And what that does, and maybe you could tell me how it does it. I thought it was for sleeping, but it does take away that that edge and it just calms me enough that I can rest.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad that you are using that when needed. Um, like I was saying, we shouldn't be afraid to take medications that can help us and Ambien is commonly prescribed um, for people with insomnia and um, it's not one that can, you know, is too frequently abused. So I wouldn't yeah. be too concerned about that, but I'm glad you're using it, you know, when you need to.
0: Yeah, the, if you look the at the date on them, you might tell me to throw them away. <laughs> I think no, the date no. is from. I think the date on them is like from July of 21. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> because I, I only, as I need them, but mean, there's only yeah, there's like three exactly. or four left anyway, but yeah. um, and I'm guessing that's better than George's gummies, right? I mean, I don't know. I'm not going sure to judge.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Probably, but I'm not judging either. <laughs> That's
1: between you and your doctor. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I will say Georgia is dealer. So the whole the whole thing with, you know, we always hear exercise. Right. As far as the one thing that will help alleviate stress. So um, but I was very pleased to hear again. I never really thought of the journaling thing. So that's a that's a huge takeaway for me. So oh. as far as that's concerned, so I, I thank you for that. Um, so the other thing I wanted to ask you about is, you know, we just finished with Thanksgiving and, you know, we we're talking about in our intro as far as Thanksgiving dinner and, and all the wonderful things, uh, good and bad, that are spread out on the table. So I'd love to hear kind of some of your thoughts as far as healthy eating is concerned.
2: Yes. So first of all, I love what you said earlier about the order matters. I was mm. in the back just cheering you on because you're exactly right. I would say, though, I, even before you you know, add in the protein and the vegetables and all the healthy stuff, I would say starting with water.
1: I always tell everyone a full glass of wait, wait, wait. water. If I can say one thing, Dwayne, yes. have I not said in the past how important water is?
0: You know why he's saying it? because. What? I don't touch my liquid until all the food's gone. Because when what? I grew up in a large house and my parents, you know, we were eat your food and if you didn't they'd sit there and make you eat it all the time. So I subconsciously don't touch my drink. And ever whenever we go somewhere and he lives in Chicago, right? And I'm in Pennsylvania, but whenever I see him we eat, he, he's gonna make a comment about he he would finish two or three of his water, his tea and his whatever he's drinking yes. and I didn't touch it yet. That's why he's saying it, but it's okay. Uh...
2: I see because he's he's
0: always thirsty. So it's different for him.
2: (laughs) Not the gummies again, (laughs) but he's right on this one. Filling up with water and it especially helps with, first of all, it helps the digestion, digestion. Yeah, the colon loves water. Exactly. gets things going first of all. And then on top of that, it can help you manage your intake because you're going to fill up, not completely, but you you get a little bit full from the water. So then you're not going to want to eat as much. So. The order is okay. definitely okay. important.
0: But when you watch him, Dr. Oluchi, nodding his head, you know, he's not <laughs> nodding his head yes. He's like, see Dwayne, I told you, his head's basically, it's actually throwing darts at me, but thank you for saying oh, no. it. I, I knew it was going to be a tough interview. Are you happy, George? Anything <laughs> else you want to put in there? <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. But anyway, so for, by the way, you're listening to Dr. Oluchi Emmanuel, who is an internal med doc, but also... What I love about this is she's also an obesity physician and at the same token she's a coach, a counselor, she helps guide people through nutrition but I love this. She's a holistic physician and it's not just treating the body but the spiritual matters. So she's a Christian physician who actually tr- attempts to assist her patients in tapping into the healthy spiritual life as well as their as a physical and it's exciting. So Dr. Lucci, thanks for being with us. Um, we have other questions for you. I just mm-hmm. wanted any of our buddy that tuned in in the middle or came back later to remember why they're here. Um, as a mother and a wife, um, oftentimes it can be challenging. My mom had a tough, she had seven sons and no daughters. And when she tried to get us to do healthy things, right, we were like, right? We she had to disguise it if she was going to buy a better quality milk or something or something that had less sodium or less sugar she would put it in the bottle of the other one because she knew that we wouldn't touch it. And so tell me how t- how tough is that in this generation to battle trying to keep the family healthy without them resisting and fighting you?
2: Oh, it's very very tough. You know, we had we talked about um, in a different conversation how the advertisements these days are just so full of really like junk food as my mom would call it <laughs> and they a lot of them is targeting the kids so i have three kids and they very much enjoy the typical stuff the candy and mm. the things that are not good for us and pop so tarts. It's a constant fight yes the pop really anything <laughs> sugary so it's a constant fight but we just really try and find balance you know we mm. make sure that they're eating vegetables every night with dinner that's become mm. a habit and then they have the occasional treats here and there, but they know that, you know, the candy and the sweets and all these things are not good for them. My my three year old, he likes to say, "That's too much sugar. I don't want that one." And I'm like, "Yes, keep that up!" You know, you know I'm just like so excited that he's actually listening. But my mm-hmm. eight year old, on the other hand, when I try and hand her the sugar free juice, she she'll taste it and say, uh, "This tastes healthy," and not want to drink it anymore. <laughs> So maybe I need to start hiding it a little bit better, or something.
0: Hey, (laughs) that's the kind of answer I would give it. This tastes healthy. This tastes like it's from women. Can you say this for my girl cousin? Because we boys don't eat this.
2: (laughs) Right. So, but I think it's still important to just make sure that you're you're encouraging the balance. Yeah. Trying the different vegetables and fruits, and but then also here and there, allowing them to kind of enjoy other things too, so that they don't fall on, you know. The wrong side of the spectrum. Like if you, if you really restrict completely, like some of these diets that are just like, you can't have, you know, all these things, it just builds up the desire to want that even more, especially in kids. So, yeah. you know, I always preach moderation and, um, you know, George, you'd asked me a question earlier about, you know, my take on just healthy eating. And I wanted to say that One thing that I try and instill in my patients and my family members is that we should change the way we look at healthy eating instead of thinking of it as something we just have to do. Like it's just this, this chore or this terrible thing. We should really look at it as an opportunity. Like this is, this is something I get the chance to do. And the way that I, I, you know, frame it in that sense is that using every meal or every opportunity that you're eating to really just power pack your meal like, how can I add some power to this meal? How can I energize myself? How can I make this meal even better? And that's by adding a couple of vegetables, grabbing fruit instead of the fries, just little changes. And this is what I always, you know, I tell my patients and my clients, instead of really focusing on, I can't have all these things, try and think think of things that you can add that are going to, enhance your meal and make it even better. And when you look at it like that, it becomes less of this thing that you just dread doing, like you're torturing yourself. Instead, it's like, I'm getting to, you know, protect myself from diseases or, you know, or from cancer or all these other things. That and is, it, that that is really great
0: helps. advice. Yeah, I love it. You know, it's easier, so, I think, well, anybody that's even hit the age of 40 has already been to the doctor maybe once and he's told him something just the idea that i get to resolve this by like you're saying just changing the paradigm of how we see it is huge um but you know and, and and we talked about this before in just a brief discussion but it really i think it's a little bit maybe it's easier now probably to be healthier but in my time all the energy and focus all the marketing not just went to the kids but it went to flavor i mean i eat vegetables but the things i didn't like i was taught to put sugar on them so put things in there to try and make it palatable. And it, the entire concept of eating, until I became an adult, I didn't know it. I thought it was about pleasing my tongue, you know? Mm. And so that's why the Rice Krispie Treats, and it's cereal, you know, you mentally tell, your, when you're a kid, you don't know any better. You're telling yourself it's healthy because it's a cereal bar or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and so I agree with you. It's just easier said than done if you grew up on that. I mean, it was nothing to take, I mean, if you didn't like, if somebody made bland spaghetti in my house, like if we, like if we had a guest and our babysitter created or something like that, we'd put mm-hmm. sugar in it. Sugar and more ketchup and mix it all up. We found ways, jelly and bologna and cheese sandwiches when there was not much food in the house, right? I could go down the line, so it, was not, it wasn't about getting the fuel and the nutrition. As a physician, do you see much of that now that Because maybe it's not as bad, because I do know, like, I think it was you that told me, you, you put it out, and I've noticed that there are more commercials now about pharmaceutical companies than there is food. But in my day, it was all about the food and the drink.
2: Yeah, we've definitely come a long way. In fact, I, I'm loving it now because now being healthy is kind of... It's the in thing, you know, people are finally jumping into, you know, onto that boat and <laughs> going with it, which is good. I hope it lasts and mm-hmm. it's not just another fad, um, but you're right. You know, 20, 30, 40 years ago, it was just focused on the flavor and what we can put in here to make it taste good. And, I, you know, I always ask people, I'm like, who makes, let's say, your favorite processed food? Who do you think makes that? Like your favorite cereal or something? Kellogg's. <laughs> right. But who is? Tony totally Cow- the Tiger. Perfect. Who Who is that? Do you think it's like some legendary chef or, you know, someone with all these culinary mastery skills? Great marketer. A mar- <laughs> yeah, but who creates the actual cereal or the actual thing? It's a food scientist. So it's right. someone who is just is in the lab putting wow. together the right chemicals to trick your brain into thinking this tastes good. And they're they're not concerned at all about your health or what these chemicals could do to you. It's how do we get this to, to make them think, make their brain think it tastes good so that they want to get more? So it always comes out to that bottom line. But I remember when I realized that, I was like, this is kind of disgusting. <laughs> like it was literally made in a lab somewhere with somebody just throwing together chemicals and saying, this is going to taste like an, an apple pie or whatever, but there's no but Dr. apple.
0: Lucci, it, you know? I I'm Dr. Lucci, I don't know if you, maybe, I don't know. But so maybe it's, you hadn't seen it in your lifetime, but when I was What I've always seen is they would take that bowl of rice cheques or something else and they would show a good, healthy breakfast. So maybe the scientist is in the lab, but the marketers had approvals to be able to say it's a good, healthy breakfast. If you put a glass of orange juice with it and you put maybe some toast and egg and then eat your cereal, it's a healthy breakfast. And so there's a lot of deceit that's been allowed, I think. That, that makes it harder when we go to the physician and listen to anything you're saying, because they look, they already said it's healthy. And they said, as long as you have the food groups and all these, they put all this stuff together. So I, I do definitely know you're accurate. I just know that as a patient, right, it's really it's really hard sometimes to really know what's what. So I appreciate you clarifying that.
2: Oh, and I agree with you 100 percent marketing. I mean, marketing is out there to deceive you. That's that's what they get paid to do because at the end of the day they just want to eat, to get you to buy 100%. it. So they don't care what they put on their heart healthy, but then has, you know, a bunch of sugar in it. So is yeah. it really you know, like there's so there's just yeah.
0: So at is that why the American customer is called the consumer? Not only are we buying, we're buying residually. We go to the store, like in other like other countries, we go to the store and we'll buy the month's worth of supplies. And we're doing it on the things that have already satisfied this and our brains already know that we like that. And so now they have a residual income that's coming from those commercials and that scientists in the lab. Whereas when my wife and I lived in Colombia for like eight years, people shop for the day. Whatever you're eating for that day, you get up in the morning, you go wow. get that for the day, right? And it's based on re- available resources. So it was a completely different paradigm. But I do believe that that's where that concept of consumer comes from. I think that's another reason why we all are bigger – This is for both of you guys. And please don't let me just interrupt because my wife's going to be out here smacking my hand in a minute. (laughs) Did you know, I look back, they were doing some things about the football in 1933 and then 45, then 60. When you look at all those football players, none of them were obese. I didn't say one. I said none. Then you go to the 70s, none. Maybe one or two in the 80s. It wasn't until the last 25, 30 years that it became, that the American population, you watch them. If you go watch... Old on YouTube or something. Watch old movies, old games, and watch. We grew over
1: the last fifty years more than we did the previous fifty. In our oh yeah, there was no even thought of a three hundred pounder, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. For uh, a a lineman, um, defensive or offensive. How about high school? How about a high
0: school three hundred and fifty pounder, a sixth grader that's three hundred pounds? Yeah, that's what's common now. And so I think between the Increase of technology, which means less people are active outside, right? Because we grew up, there wasn't yeah. even cable yet, right? Um, you had to go outside and build a treehouse or play tag. You had ways to burn and utilize your, your fuel. Um, so I'm, I'm curious from a physician's perspective, um, what do you think? What, I mean, is there something that we can use to turn around? Because technology is going nowhere. And at the same token, neither is you know, ordering three pizzas because both parents work eating pizza, four nights a week for the family. And then, um, Tommy John subs, the other two other nights, is there anything you can see that can offset this as a physician from your perspective?
2: I mean, first of all, you are completely right there. The growth in obesity has just been enormous over the years and it's only getting worse. And unfortunately, like you pointed out, we're seeing it in children. And because they're starting out of these large weights at such young ages, we're now seeing diseases that we used to see in people in their 70s and 80s, now in 30, 20-year-olds, you know? Like, the, it's it's more, much more common than what we saw years ago. So yeah, we definitely have a problem. We have an obesity problem. And it's really not even in this nation. It's actually worldwide. It's, um, I always tell everyone, you know, we, we talk about the C virus <laughs> Um, pandemic, but we have an obesity. cure. I mean, it's, it's just, it's bad and it's, you know, consuming and taking just as many lives as well. So how can we turn it around? I think it's just exactly what you said. It's the basics. It's teaching people how to chew, make better food choices and also making them more available. You know, I can scream about eating your vegetables all day, but if you live in an area that's a food desert and there's no grocery store anywhere near you, it's not going to, you're not going to be able to do it, even if you actually want to do it. Right. And then most people don't really know what to do with the vegetables. They don't know how to make it taste good. So that they will actually want to eat it or feel sugar.
0: <laughs>
2: without the sugar. <laughs> without the sugar. Teaching your taste buds to get used to things without sugar, but tasting the natural flavors of vegetables or adding spices, onions, mm-hmm. you know, things that can add that flavor that yeah. you 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 know you can actually enjoy. So there's a lot of work that still needs to be done, but the, the thing is we just have to start and i feel like our society doesn't encourage that at all it doesn't encourage it's eat whatever you want it's like you said stay in indoors and play the video games or watch tv surf
0: the web right surf the be web. A, yeah, gamers yes, be gamer.
2: social media yeah so i think we have to start even with the kids and really just encouraging them or the grandkids encouraging them to be more active to eat yeah. better to just make these better choices so that as they get older it becomes more of just routine or their lifestyle
0: well, let me say this because I, I George has a couple more questions and I didn't want to interrupt, but I got to get this one out. And you, I, my, Patty's going to kill me. <laughs> but <laughs> um, in 2004, I was I worked with uh, Blue Shield and we had a huge campaign. We put over $80 million in this campaign's an anti-obesity campaign. At that time, in 2004, we had more than 6.1 billion billion dollars in obesity related illnesses as an insurance company. And so we had to have this huge campaign all over the state of Pennsylvania because that was then. I have no idea what it is now. And so we had to buy all these pedometers, get everybody water, getting a gym, getting people to take their lunch break and go walking. And I think the America as a whole has done that. I believe we've got more people with gym memberships, trainers, and everything else. But because the eating hasn't changed, no one has changed. Obesity... Yeah challenges haven't changed give us some feedback before George asks his question on that
2: oh you're right you're right we actually cannot make a change in this unless they change your diet I mean you can you can (laughs) you can be running marathons but if you have a terrible diet you're still not going to do well they say you can't out exercise a poor diet so it has to start with the diet and yeah. yeah, some
0: say it's like 90-10, right? It's like 90% what you eat and then you get 10% exercise because there are people that are very healthy who don't even get to exercise much at all, but they eat so good that their body can do a lot of its self-maintenance. Is that you're is right. that inaccurate?
2: No, no, you're right. Okay. You know, I, I tell patients that, you know, exercising, especially just, you know, cardio is mainly just to keep your heart particularly healthy. Mm-hmm. But as far as weight loss, you have to, you have to address the diet, otherwise you're not going to. <laughs> you're not going to really see any changes.
0: And that's with your your macros as well, right? That changes your HDL, your LDL. Your eating will change pretty much everything your blood sugars, whether you're pre prediabetic or whether you're diabetic or on medication. Oftentimes, those changes will actually improve those numbers as well, not just cosmetically.
2: Oh, yes, definitely.
0: All right. All right. George, you were, go ahead and hit me. You, you nodded ahead of me earlier really badly when she got on my case for drinking water last. So what you got, buddy? <laughs> no, no.
1: So, so I, I just want to kind of continue that topic because, uh, you know, we had a doctor, uh doctor on, on a previous yeah. episode and she talked about exercise, but it was more about movement. Right. So just getting mm. out and, and moving, doing something physical to to uh, burn off some of those calories, so to speak. So I'd love to hear your thoughts as well on that
2: yes yes movement is so important and it's something that's completely underrated um i'm not sure if you if they went over the doctor went over the the statistics or the studies that backed it up but really what the studies have been showing is that sitting is kind of like almost like the new smoking so as in it's an independent risk factor for certain diseases like diabetes like heart disease It means you could be doing everything else right. So you could be exercising every single day. You could be um, eating well, but if you're still sitting for six to eight hours a day without getting up and stretching, moving around, you are still doing damage to your body. And the study- Oh, why did you have
0: to say that? That was just so wrong.
2: The study even showed that people who who do vigorous, workouts. So, I mean, you go to the gym and for two hours, you are just like running at top speed or like really, really working out these serious athletes. When they go sit down for six, to eight hours, the same thing, they're still having that increased risk of diabetes and heart disease, which I just thought was crazy. Like, how can you work out that hard and still just from sitting?
0: I knew so I didn't I like her. One. I knew I didn't <laughs> like her. You know, I, that's, I I, to bring I, the I'm truth. guilty. I am a desk jockey. In fact, I get this thing this chest syndrome because I sit at this desk so much. Now I'm active, but I do I can sit for 6 or 8 straight. I mean I should, god forbid that I do it, but I shouldn't. I don't want to. Yeah. I, don't want to, <laughs> end to you. I sit that long and, and my sternum hurts so bad and I got this posture thing that happens I have to keep stretching back like that. Oh my goodness, so it affects your heart?
2: Yes. It's an independent risk factor. It can increase your risk of heart disease just from sitting.
0: Go ahead, Nod so, your head, George. Nod your head. Do that thing you do. <laughs> God. Okay.
2: We weren't created I, I, to be sitting. And, oh my you know, if you think baby. about, like, back in the day, we moved around when there were, you know, there wasn't that's transportation. Right. People had to walk everywhere. You were constantly right. moving.
0: And, and George was on, on the dance floor. George was on the dance floor. You know that. Uh, that's <laughs> you, sir. You know that, okay. yeah.
2: <laughs> Soul chain. <laughs>
0: hey. <laughs> 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 Oh, so my. i always
2: tell everyone you got to make sure you're getting up at least once or twice an hour so every hour even if it's just for 10 seconds stand up move around just move in place get some steps in and you know oh. get like oh go ahead
1: no please 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 go
2: <laughs> oh no i was just gonna say so you keep that up throughout the day and then also you can get like a pedometer like i have my um Fitbit, which tells me yes it tells me every every hour you know you need to get this many more steps in I'm like, oh, I'm behind. It also it. says stand
0: up. up. My Apple Watch says, hey, it's time yes. to stand up. You better get moving, dude. Exactly. I better exactly. put that back on. It's been sitting beside my bed for two months. I haven't worn it since.
1: Oh, okay. it's
2: time to put it back on. Yes. For
0: sure. Get
1: so my so watch I was going to mention that, 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 you know, we had this built-in thing right here. Yes. I mean, most I'm not going to say everyone, but a lot of people do have Apple Watches now, right? Or or mm-hmm. Fitbit or something like that. So Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's even yeah. in your phone. It's even your mobile devices. It counts by steps, um, and all that. Everything does. So, wow. Yeah. You know, uh, wow. So I didn't expect that because I, I'm feeling all good about myself. And boy, have I been deflated. <laughs> I, I'm hurting right now from sitting. I sat through three meetings a day, and I was. I can't Never mind. I don't want to go through all that. But this is this is huge. Because you
2: might need to oh, go ahead.
0: Go ahead. And let me have it. Go ahead. Gosh. Oh, no, I
2: just to say, to you might need to get a standing desk.
0: <laughs> you know, my wife you tells really? me that. She says they have this one. You just push the button and stand there. Exactly. Like I'm playing the piano or something. Um, <laughs> that would work good. But you know what I notice When I stand, I move too much. I do like, like so it affects your camera when I'm doing this back and forth. But I think I, you uh, got a you good got point.
1: you not on me about that.
0: I no, I'm that. ordering one. I, I'll do that. Because I don't want to, I do do it for hours. It's the four to six hours a day. I, I, I got my echo back. It's got to be George. Anyway, so I don't, I'm going to listen to you. That's just huge because I fall short there. I do my exercises. I'm active enough when I'm up, but it's clearly you're saying it's not enough. Even if it was a two or three hour workout, if I go and sit down for six straight hours.
2: Exactly. And this is something that's so simple. You know, this is not going all the way to the gym and doing another workout. This is just stand up, move around a little bit, try and Take your meet. Take one meeting a day standing up, or one phone call a day standing up. Just increase the amount of time that you're actually standing versus sitting.
0: I used to turn the music day on day. while I while I worked, so that made me move around a lot. You know, I'm not joking either, right, George? Well, your oh, music playing, around. I never <laughs> really. I put that music on there and turn it up, and oh, then really? have to turn it down. Yeah, but <laughs> if that's whatever it needs to happen, I'll do that. And I know I probably would sleep better too. I think maybe based on what you're saying, that could be reason why when I finally go to bed, I have all this extra energy because I've been dormant so long. That it, I don't know. I'm, you're the doctor, not me. So I'm not going to. No, uh, George, you didn't from... say it this episode. We're not doctors. So don't listen to anything we say. We're <laughs> yeah, yeah, <that> <laughs> exactly. not doctors.
1: Yeah. You're right. George you're plays doctors. one on TV, right? But We're <laughs> learning from one. Yeah. So... So, um I would love to hear more about your Life to Years TV, Doctor olucci Tell us, tell our audience about that.
2: Yeah, so um, that's my brand, Life to Years TV, and I think you mentioned earlier where my my goal, my mission in life is really just to help teach people how to add life to their years and years to their lives. Doctor
0: Alucci, can you pronounce yeah. that again? Because Sure. George says it and you say it both, and I don't understand the words that you're saying. What kind of TV?
2: Sure. Life to years TV.
0: Life to years.
2: Exactly. Okay, it,
0: it sounded like you were saying light to years. Okay, I apologize.
2: Yeah, oh. <laughs> both- no, life to years TV, where I teach you how to add life to your years and years to your life. And Love my whole t- yeah, that's the mission, and the whole goal is really just to show people that. You don't have to do all these extravagant things really it just takes simple changes here and there to really enhance and upgrade your life and your lifestyle so through this you know i do social media i do a lot of um you know messages on social media health tips exercise tips things like that we talk about rest and sleeping i have a a challenge that i do every once in a while about losing weight god's way where I talk about because, you know, we, as we mentioned earlier, obesity is such a, a huge issue right now. So right. we talk about that. And with this brand, I really just wanna help people. I wanna help 100,000 people commit to just doing something every day that adds to their life. I want people to be intentional about adding to their life instead of just doing things that take away from their life. And that simple thing could be I'm gonna take the stairs today. If you can commit to that, then look—you have, you know, over time, you've made a substantial improvement. So it doesn't have to be something huge. If you can just start by doing something small every day, that's kind of my goal, and that's what I—that's what I feel like I was put on this earth to do—to really teach people that and to show people that. So that's what I, I like to hear. That
1: I love that being intentional. So again, yeah. another pearl there, pearl yep. of wisdom. Being intentional. And as you said, those little things make a big difference in the long run as far as I your sure health. So, and, 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 and to your point, you don't have to do it, you know, you don't have to make these big, massive changes all at one time, just do little things. So I love that.
0: Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, so it sounds like the concept of your brand is for any age, it's not really just for us old folks. Not <laughs> not aimed at you, George, but just for us, it's not really uh, for us I old folks. I know you
1: ain't talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: oh, no. <laughs> but it's, I love the concept because you, you can add to your years when you're 20, right? And you can put, you know, add life to those years based on quality, not necessarily talking about quantity, just exactly. quality of it. Yeah, so I, I think I, lo- I love I that. Um, it's so... Tell us how people can get to you. How do people? Like, I mean, I mean, maybe your plate's full as a physician, internal medicine, <laughs> coaching clients, and all that stuff. What is it that you offer in case some of our some of our listeners could use some of your help, personal? And there are things you can do as a woman physician that would help em, it offer a more comfortable space for assistance in things like health. Tell us how can people get get a hold of you? Where do they go? And then. What all are you offering to individuals?
2: Yes. Yes. So you can find me on all social media at Dr. Alucci MD, that's D-R-O-L-U-C-H-I-M-D. I'm mainly active on social on Instagram, Facebook, okay. uh, but really all, all social media. And right now what I'm offering, you know, I, we had a, we did, we did some coaching sessions earlier or Mm -hmm. cohorts earlier this year Mm -hmm. we've kind of wrapped up for the year but what i'm really just challenging people to do right now is to start thinking right now about how they can make 2023 their best year yet and really how they can upgrade their lifestyle in 2023 so i did want to invite all of your listeners if they want um they can go to dr slash lifestyle okay. and i have this blueprint it's a free blueprint that i'm just offering if you want to upgrade your lifestyle to a healthier lifestyle for 2023 then i want you to go ahead and get that blueprint so that you can start making these changes i give you five things that you absolutely must do if you want to have a better 2023 and you won't oh
0: <laughs> I want there. to have a better 2023. Nice. What? Yes,
2: yes, exactly. Okay, so here's
0: where they go. Dr. Alucci, MD, MD dot, com.
2: Slash life, yeah, dot .com slash lifestyle to get And we these. just
0: send the checklist. You can send us a checklist?
2: Yes, exactly. So you didn't put slash lifestyle there.
0: <laughs> well, because I'm just enjoying myself. Sorry. i never been to the site. <laughs> okay, lifestyle. No problem. Is that uh, a- Dr. Olucci
2: MD.com lifestyle
0: boom hello in there yeah. this is yeah, it
2: so that's it that's exactly it so i'll send you the five things that i you absolutely need to do if you want to have a
0: what better 2020 okay 2020 get out there
2: off
0: the by the exactly. way if you're listening on, if you're listening in the podcast and audio dr slash lifestyle and those of you who may be watching this from our website Certainly, you can read the screen and see it get out there. And how long will this be available for them to look at? This is for 2023. This sounds like it's gone on December 31st.
2: Oh no, it'll be up there for a while. I want to make sure people were are ready <laughs> to really change their 2023. So, I'll leave it up there a little bit longer.
0: Okay. That's and that. should I put my banking routing number so you can send me money too or?
1: <laughs>
0: what? Uh, oh, never sure mind don't listen to him (laughs) (laughs) wow that's awesome that is awesome you know it's crazy is that um with all the stuff that's going on in the world you know between the economic climate and russia ukraine and the new volcano and stuff that's going on the idea that some of the things that we do have control over, we can have a better 2023 in spite of the external cues. It's a beautiful message coming from a physician, a mother, a wife, a boss, right? She (laughs) makes boss moves and um, certainly a counselor and coach. What a delight you are, Um, in spite of stepping on my toes, you're a delight and um, any hot tip-
1: Dr. Alucci for just, reinforcing what I've been trying to tell oh Dwayne my goodness. for so long.
0: <laughs> I'm going to drink my water, okay? Jeez. Uh, <laughs> my pleasure. Uh, would you have, give us, give, I would love for you, if you could in advance, give our listeners at least two, two hot tips that they can take as they close out 2022 in a strong way.
2: I love that. I would say, first of all, I would tell everyone, Decide that you are worth it. I think that's where it has to start from when you when you tell someone that, you know, they need to make changes or when someone is thinking about making changes, you have to come to the, the decision that I'm worth this. And even if I don't want to do it for me, I'm going to do it for my family member, my my spouse, my kids, somebody. But you have to have a good enough reason why. Otherwise, you're not going to stick with whatever changes, you know, you're trying to make. There's so many other distractions in this world. So many other things are going to try and pull you this way or that way. But you have to realize your why, first of all. And then once you've done that, start small. I always say start somewhere, do something. Um, You know, when people usually leave, you know, some uh, watching a podcast like this or something like that, they sometimes are so overwhelmed with information, like, oh, she told me a hundred different things. I I just, I don't know what to do, so I'm not gonna do anything. And that's where they kind of end it. But I wanna just encourage you all to pick one thing, one thing from today, even it, it could just be that standing up every hour and just commit to doing that. Oh start very, very small, You know, 30 seconds every hour, you can get up and just march around, commit to doing that. And then from there, you can build on, you can add other habits, but don't look at it like, oh my goodness, I gotta change my water, I gotta change my diet, I gotta start running three miles a day. Don't look at it like that, pick one thing,
1: start small
2: and just stay consistent and once you've done that for you know they say it takes you know 90 days to start uh, to develop a habit once you've done that consistently for at least three months then you start building on top of that or even before then once you feel like it's it's now becoming your routine build from there but first of all decide that you're worth it and that you're going to do this and make this change and then also start small do it do something Don't leave here and do exactly the same thing you were doing before.
0: Wow. Thank you. That was off the chart. Whoa. Just love it. it. I am. um, Yeah. Thank you. I knew it would be good and I can't thank you enough um, for your graciousness. Our listeners, I'm sure will love it. And please stay handy. We may over the next 12 months, we may invite you back. Well, we're likely to invite you back. Uh, yeah there's
1: no may we will we will
0: (laughs) but we're gonna wait till after i start drinking my water and standing up every hour first
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes
2: uh i would love to come back and i just wanted to say a big thank you to you all first of all for having me here just giving me the honor of being here with you all today and also just for what you're doing I, i like i told you earlier i love your message i love that you are inspiring people with your own lives and your own stories and showing people that we can, everybody can do this. This is not, you know, rocket science and, you know, something that is going to be completely difficult for people, but this is something that everybody can and should be doing. So thank you all for that.
0: Well, sounds like we're a dream team.
1: Truly. Thank you.
0: Yep. God bless you. Thanks for being with us. We look forward to our next episode of fun, fit and fasting. We just heard it from Dr. Alucci Emanuel. And you know what? Doesn't get much better than that. We'll see you guys in our next episode. Take care.
1: Take care, everyone.